So, Robbie, thank you so much for being here at the Poco Poco podcast, and I'm glad that you're here, bro. Bro, it's an honor to be here. I've been seeing some of the podcasts come out. They are looking amazing. The content you're producing, bro, it's phenomenal. Like, you're showing people the non-corporate style of the world, yes. where it's like, you got people who run their own businesses. You got people who decided to, like, leave the corporate world, and whether it's they created their own business they went to partnered alongside with someone else to get outside of that corporate style, or even like how you have me on today, someone who I may not have exactly my own business, but it almost is in the sense when you work in the freelance world. Yeah. Tell us something about yourself. Like, um, you're Robbie, you're a freelancer, but what type of freelancer are you? So I work in broadcast television. Awesome. I work under a position, what's called a camera utility. So basically we are the guys who get down and dirty when the show's getting built, we get all the cables from the truck. We run the cables. Christ, a lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of heavy. You know, so being at Legendary Fitness, you know, yeah, getting that going, getting that training. Getting those gains. Yo, getting, picking up those cables is a perfect thing. So it's moreover, we we start we start building the shows on the video side. There's people who do the audio side, so we we split it up. Okay. Uh we run the camera cables. We help sometimes, depending on the type of show, whether it's entertainment or sports. Sometimes we assist in building the cameras. Uh, we get all the feeds to different, whether it's going to a monitor, a TV that's going to a director, a producer, or it's the actual transmission feed that's going to get fed out to a satellite. We, a lot of times, are the ones who are running those cables and getting them all connected. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Into a satellite and all? Well, you told me that one of those shows or entertainment, sports-wise, is the Super Bowl and NBA fans. Can you tell that crowd a little bit about that? So... Uh, a blessing that it was was when the Heat were what they were, and I know they're going to come back to. They're going to get there. <laughs> they're going to get there again. My heart hurts for it, but they're going to get there. But back in the day when the Heat were in the finals, I had the blessing of their last year in the finals to get to be able to work two of the NBA final games, to be in the arena, to be at this the site, bro. The atmosphere overall, the atmosphere at that place during a regular game is crazy, yeah. but to be there for a finals and then. To see the difference when you're working a regular game to working a finals game, how much more goes into it because of how much the director is trying to tell an even bigger story. Like the stories are big when we do a regular game, trying to show just the team how they're trying to just pursue to get to that championship. Yes. But when you're showing this story through the NBA finals, through the eyes of the team that have made it to the top of the mountain, but now they're trying to accomplish it, there's just so much more that could go on. And we motivate anybody. So every time you record one of these, like, let's see documentaries, it motivates you to do even better because they're expecting you, hey, you're going to record a story, so you better go ham, basically. A hundred percent, bro. It's like, a lot of people don't think of it like that, but when you're doing these shows, like, you're you're the reason the show's getting broadcasted. Probably. Like, when people say there's no small parts, it's a hundred percent. Because if, if their people aren't there plugging in the cables... Nothing there's happens. no show. No, yes. no one's watching TV. If there's no one there plugging in audio cables, you're watching a video with no sound. Yes. So every part makes that story come together. No job is too little. So how, you know, what motivated you? That, man, I want to be a freelancer. I want to do this. I love production, TV productions. I love recording these shows. I love all the things that go behind the scenes. What made you do it? Bro, it goes back to when I don't even know how old I was. I mean, I'm 32 now, but... Damn. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Don't worry. 
It's weird. When I'm around, when I'm outside of work, that's what I hear. When I'm at work, it's like, man, you're the kid. I'm like, no, I'm 32. They're like, no. The next youngest guy here is like 39, so you got time. I'm like, wow, I feel young here. <laughs> it's the only place. <laughs> um, no, it started, bro. I gotta say, I was nine, ten years old, and I was given opportunities when I was at that age at my church to be able to like run cameras. And like, I'm talking Sony's. They had Sony cameras out there. Can't go wrong. I know, I know, Sony, Sony. It's not, a, it's not a little pub, but you know, if you want to hook it up, we got you. A poker, poker podcast, Sony cameras. We're looking at it. Um, no, but so I had the opportunity to run cameras, to learn from, I mean, back then, it was not the digital soundboards you have now, but you're learning through analog soundboards and you're learning through analog lighting systems, which to me was an awesome opportunity because now at the age we are now with the digital, yes, there's a lot of difference, but being able to learn from the old school stuff to see what the new school stuff is. Now there's still so much foundations from learning the old school to learn the new school now. So back in the day, learned it as a kid, had many opportunities even at my church, which led to some crazy stuff. And when I was in high school, I started taking some classes that my high school would offer. They didn't offer many. Teacher actually had a baby, so the class disappeared. Oh, They didn't bring the class back. She never came back. So did it for a year. Still was doing stuff with my church. And then when I graduated high school, I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. So the first two years, just like anybody, just did my regular AA, did that. As I'm doing it, I had the opportunity to take certain film and TV classes as my electives and little add-in classes. And I had a few professors tell me, hey, you know you could get this as your degree. There's jobs in the industry. There's do this, there's that. I'm like, sounds cool. I mean- Back in then, back then there was film going on down here. There was everything going on. So I'm like, that sounds like a cool thing, but is it really legit? Like, can you make a career out of this? Yes. So thought about it, talked it over with some people and I'm like, let's go for it. So got my bachelor's in it, got my bachelor's in film and television. During the whole time that I was getting my degree, I had an amazing opportunity because my dad met somebody to go work on those major PGA golf tours tournaments started off as a runner hey everyone hey, starts somewhere. everyone starts somewhere <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah, i didn't even actually i didn't even start as a runner i started as the golf cart driver for an announcer three days whenever it works went in there for three days drove the cart didn't know a lot about golf apparently you're not supposed to drive at certain times got corrected it was great <laughs> they'd love to see you do that but there's this uh what I was told was when they brought me back that even for those three days when I was there, they just loved to see someone with like the drive and to do the drive for it. Yes. So when they brought me back, they actually brought me back as a legit PA was the whole week there. And I did what I did that first time. Like every minute, hey, you good? Do you need something? What do you need done? Do you need me to go run and get packages? Take anyone to the hotel? Just kept on the grind. And the whole time there, meeting, keeping on meeting people. And having guys see me there, that young kid there, wanting to learn and then teaching me different areas, which I guess that's what happened was a year after, literally it's the only show I'm really working with TV, the only opportunity I have at the time. They come back, same position, day before the actual tournament starts, they bring me into the production office, bring someone else into, they go, Robbie, you're getting bumped. Back then I didn't know the lingo. Yeah, I'm like, okay, fine. What did I do? I don't know what's going on. 
I'm like, we'll what did I do? What can I do to fix this? And can I still stay? I, we got the tournament's about to start. You guys had me here all week and then tip yes. me up in the tournament. And then all of a sudden they go, we need you to sign this paper because you're getting a paper. I'm like, oh, bump okay, is good. Yeah. Bump is good. Never mind. Let's go. <laughs> so got the opportunity to actually do a production position. That led to them putting me on their actual payroll to travel. So that year, got the opportunity to travel about five different shows, work alongside the same guys I'm working with. So, and the cool part about a TV crew, it is what they say. It's like a family. Me being brand new, only being known as the PA, when I got my first opportunity in Miami, they helped you. guys were spending their free time when we had nothing going on saying, hey, this is how you wrap cables. Hey, this is what this cable does. This is like this cable. Some people in the industry, though. I was, no, I was so surprised. Job. I was surprised to be like, man, you guys are trying to show me this love. Like, I just got in your position. Yes. And you want to show me this love instead of being like, oh, get out of here. This yeah. is my spot. Mm -hmm. And that was like, like, that's why I say, like, my TV crew is always, I see as a family because they looked out for me. They showed me the ropes. They got me to, I mean, to where I am today with the drive I had, plus the teaching these guys have shown me. And they still show me to this day. I got guys teaching me stuff, new stuff every day. So from there to there, it's just now just been the mixture of the people I meet and the motivation to like always want to, when I'm at a job site, I'm there to work. Yeah, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to joke around. Okay. But you tell me to do stuff, I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's like me when I'm, you see me recording the videos on Indy Fitness and an event or at the gym. I'm having fun, but at the same time, hey, I'm working, but having fun at the same time. But, and when it's time to work, you got to work and just shut it off and be like, hey, we'll talk later, but it's time to work. And no, go ahead. I don't know. I was just agreeing with that. Oh, okay. It's, there's so many times where you get to this industry and I've always told myself to never let this happen where you let those years pile on. And I'm still, I mean, I've, I've been in about eight years now putting it in the TV industry, which is still to others come really young. I'm still, yeah. like I said, I they call me the kid. <laughs> I'm the kid over there. Eight years. They look at that and they laugh. But the one thing I never want to see is some of these guys where I see and I love these guys, but some of them come in and they get this high hat of, oh, I've been here for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Yeah. I don't have to work as hard because I've already put the numbers in. It's like, no, bro, a, a different, like I was told one day, you come to a job as a freelancer, that job, you're there to show who you are that day. You leave that job and go to a new job another day, you're re-showing yourself who you are that day. You always have to show who you are. Oh, yeah, 100%. Look at what happened with Blockbuster. They're like, oh, people like coming to our t uh, to our stores to like rent out the, the DVDs, the video games. Netflix, you suck. And look what happened. They got cocky yep. and someone took over. There's going to be always someone that wants to work harder. Oh, yeah. So if you don't want to put in the work, someone's going to overpass you. So I look at them, look at every job I go to every day as I got to put my all in. Not because someone's going to overpass me, because I want myself to look at the job I did and said, that was a great job. And I want the others to be like, man, that kid cares about what we hire him for the next event. That, that too, that too. <laughs> I always want to come back to the jobs. But I also, I want them to just see like, yo, this guy cares about what he's doing. Yes. This guy cares about his that passion. We're not just bringing someone that's getting a, wants a paycheck. I want the paycheck, but I also want to show you that I care about the job. Exactly. You have to because I was talking to one of the other guests about this. Like, if you chase the money every time, obviously the money is good. It pays the bills. It makes you feel good, you know, take vacations. But at the same time, if you don't make any money during that job, you're like, oh, I just made 50 bucks. It's enough for me, 100 bucks. You always got to chase the dream first. And that's why I tell people like, hey, like when I started with an iPhone, you know, I wasn't getting paid much for the videos. But you know what? You see me with a, you know, smiling, 
having fun, doing everything that I could to improve and show people, hey, this kid is going somewhere. So now, you know, I'm a way better place, but poco a poco, you always, you know, get what you want if you put in the work. Yeah, you get what you want. And I always feel like if you don't have the passion or the fun, yes. you're going to lose the drive. And as soon as you lose the drive, you're going to lose the people caring that you want to be at the job. Always. Oh, because if we were chasing the money or you were chasing the money, I think none of us would have been here. Like I would have been, you know, filming events with Pepsi or like working with Andy Fitness or other events. And that's that's where I don't, I swear I see people don't see like the backbone of TV. It's like, if you don't have the passion or like the fun for it, yes, it is a excruciatingly oh, yeah. doggy dog down to the bone, not care what's going on, grinding your gears every day type of job. And it puts, it puts miles on you. Yeah. And to not have the family style environment, the fun, like the, the drive to want to be there, TP industry would die out. And during your, your years, your eight years of working, do you had any like days that were like, man, this is not for me. I want to quit. You went through your dark times. You know, you don't have to go too personal if you don't want to, but you know, like you had a bad day. I wouldn't say I ever had like the dark times that were like, oh, I'm done with this industry. Yeah. Well, I said I've had days where I've gone in, made a few mistakes here and there, got torn up by one of the bosses. Uh, yeah. I mean, there was, I can clearly remember this one time where it was a, it's a job that I'm still doing. I've been doing it for years. Finally got trust at a position to where it's a higher position, more trust, more work, a little more money, a <laughs> little more money, but a lot more work. Um, and the biggest part of that job is you're in charge. You're not in charge of fixing, maintaining, or any of that. You're just in charge of basically handing out the gear, getting the gear out, making sure the gear that goes out comes back and keeping all your stuff together. And one day we had a piece of rental gear that wasn't ours. Usually the gear that comes in the truck that I work with is our gear. It didn't even, that piece of gear didn't even make it to my truck. So I didn't even know I was in charge of it. Yeah. It went out, stuff, I was told about it. I was like, cool, stuff's supposed to be there. I get it. The piece comes back. They're like, Robbie, did you check it? I'm like, I can check it. I don't know what was in there at the start because it didn't ever went to me. Checked it. I'm like, yeah, it looks, everything looks good in there. Two days later, I get a call from my boss. Hey, that rental piece, it was missing a piece. We had to give ours. And just to let you know, that piece that we're going to have to pay for is X, Y, and Z amount of money. Jesus Christ. Great job. And like the, the end all, the end all in his like text, because he didn't even call. He just sent me a text. was, Robbie, I trust you. I got, I can't have to, I don't, I shouldn't have to worry about these things because I know you're on it. But if you're not going to be on it, how can I trust you at this spot? I'm like, well, there goes that position. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily, I got chances after that, but that, like to me, like a dark time like that is like when you let your boss down, like a boss that trusts you, a boss yeah. that always looks out for you, tries to get you more days of work, more this and that. Yeah, and this is all to help yeah. you out. And you you let him down like that, even though like my my buddy who was like my mentor in that in that job, he goes, "It's not on you. It's a rental gear. You never saw it. He's gonna take it out on you because he has no one else to take it out yeah. on. But that couldn't be on you because you didn't even get the gear." I'm like, I know, but. Like you said, he took it out of me and like, <laughs> I feel bad now. I didn't, yeah. even, I didn't even have the gear and I, I felt on it. Oh, okay. So I wouldn't say like, I feel like you'll agree with this. The TV, the TV industry, you never get like, I don't want to say dark times, but you, you get your off days. Oh, yeah. 
you get your off days, whether it's a bad day on set or something that leads to that. But it's like I said, when you have the fun going on there with the people around you and you have the closeness with the people that you work with on set, you're always going to have some good coming out of that day. That is correct. And Robbie, like if someone wants to get into the TV production industry, what type of words will you tell them? Hey, like what type of like motivational words, what will you say to the kid or the, or the woman that wants to get into a TV production? Like run away. <laughs> like that. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's the, that's the, like the TV on the sports side. That's the joke of the day. When someone goes, Hey, how do I get in there? They go, you turn and run away. <laughs> um, you gotta, you gotta be on your grind. You gotta send out emails. You got people say this and it's a hundred percent true. It's, 85% who you know, 15% what you know. Because once you get the 85%, that 15% will grow because you don't have to worry about the 85. Yeah. But until you have the 85, you're never going to get the 15 to go higher because you're never going to get on anything. Once you start meeting people and they start seeing that you are, have a passion and care for your job, that's when they're going to be like, oh, this guy needs to be at these gigs. Yes. Hey, let's try to get this guy on this. Hey, let's try to put him here. So you need to work on your social skills. People think TV people are dark, exclusive, yeah. not wanting to talk John, to people. Introvert. That's 100% the opposite. We're the opposite. <laughs> we may just look like we don't want to talk to people because we're behind a camera. Yeah. I mean, we're working. We're not yeah. going to talk at that time. But TV people are 100% talkative. Because if you're not talkative, no one's knowing you. If no one's knowing you, you're not getting hired for the gig. Yeah. So you just got to put in the workplace. You never know who's watching you can be recording and then you do a slip up and that person was going to hire you. And then you're like, shit, like I screwed up. 100%. So those of you always act professional, always be on point, always look out for yourself. Like look nice. Yep. Get your haircut. Well, you know, I, wait, but, you know? I mean, you use a little shade. <laughs> a little bit. And then the other thing, if you're not punctual, you would need to work on that to work. Oh yeah. Big time. If you, I've always been told this too. On time is late. Well, on time is late and early is on time. If you're early, that means they see you there, you're ready to go. If you're just getting, if your call time is 9 a.m. and you're getting there right at 9, that says you yeah. waited and you rushed to get there. Yeah. If they see that you're there 15 minutes early, 10 minutes, I'm not saying get there an hour early. Yeah. I'm not saying even get there a half hour early. If you get there 10 to 15 minutes, get yourself ready, not rushing in. Have a chance to see what's going on on the show yes. you're working on. Have before, a feel for it then. Before you actually have a meeting and get told, it makes you look like a like you care to be there. It makes you look like you want to work. Sorry. So it's like 100%. Tardiness is horrible in this industry. Oh, yeah. Big time. That's if, if a show is tardy when it went live, that's millions of dollars. So if you're tardy for a show that's going to go live, you're going to cost that show millions of dollars. Jesus Christ, that much. Not really, but it's you know, an idea. Oh, damn. It's, that's why you, when you see me in the events, I go super earlier, like 30, 45 minutes. Because you want to have a feel, yes. the environment. You want to see where you're working at. Who's that? Who's that person? Who's joining us for that event? So that's a pretty good advice. And Robbie, anything else that you want to say to the crowd? Any last words of wisdom? Any motivational things that you want to tell them? I mean... It's something I've learned, like I said, like I've sort of said, being the youngest guy a lot of times. I mean, lately, now that I'm getting older, there's a few younger guys that are coming in, so I'm not yeah. the youngest anymore in certain gigs, so it's kind of cool now. It's like, hey, you're the young one. Now. Yes. But um, 
a lot of these gigs, you get it, it can get very. It can feel weird sometimes being a younger, being some, someone younger, walking into some of these gigs, seeing guys that are in their 40s, in their 50s, that have been doing this industry for 20, 30 plus years. And it can feel very intimidating. But like, what I would say is don't let that age difference scare you. Scare you. These guys, 75% of the time are there and they'll answer questions. They'll, you got questions about anything you're working on, they'll tell you, they'll help you. They'll walk right alongside you and show you. There is that 25% that don't care anymore. Like I said, you got guys that are there for the paycheck and the paycheck alone now. They walk into a gig, want to get it done. They don't like seeing new people because it makes them have to actually work more. But you will get 75% of the people that'll be like, yeah, yeah, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. And don't think you have to come in there knowing everything. You're gonna, you're gonna mess up. It happens to everybody else. You're gonna run, run the cable the wrong way. It happens 50 times to everybody throughout their years. You're going to do things wrong, but it's to know that, hey, I did it wrong. Learn from it. I'm going to learn from it. I'm not going to do it wrong again, even though you are, but to not be scared to step foot into it. That's pretty good. And Robbie, thank you so much for being here, bro. I appreciate it. It was fun. Anytime you want to come back, let us know. And guys, I got to tell you, bro. I'm not used to this. Me neither. Like behind <laughs> that camera right there that you guys are looking at us right here, right here. That's where I'm at. To be here, I don't know what I'm doing. This has been fun. This has been crazy. I'm not used to talking on a mic like this with Ray. Me neither. So, well, I mean, I mean, me neither. You're the one who's going host them all these shows, bro. Ray's like, me neither, guys. I just host like five of these a time. I'm over there. I'm not here. Don't so, worry, but this is, this is people, yeah. When people record me at the gym or something and they're recording me, it's like, damn, this is how it feels. I start laughing because they start doing the same movements I do and stuff, but it's been fun, bro. And again, yeah. thank you so much for being here and let's kick ass this to us. Yeah. Guys, Poco Poco Podcast, check him out. Check out all the stuff he does. Thank you. You will not be disappointed in the work he does for you if you guys sign him to a gig. Check it out and don't be scared to take that step first step. Perfect. Thank you so much, Robbie. Boom.